Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. Cool dude. Great dude. Appreciate awesome. It, you can be mean. You shit. <laughs> or you can blow it all up. A lot more <laughs> Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It's the call-in show. The show where you get our number. And we are at your mercy every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, a couple things. Uh, new rule to the show. I'm trying to keep things uh, as organized and speedy as possible. So we've been refining this as we go along. When you get into the Discord server, we've had you check into the roll call. And that's how we know who got here first. And that's how we know who to bring in. I'm starting the official roll call 10 minutes before every live show. So I'm sorry I can't do the like, I got here at 2 in the afternoon and I've been here for 5 hours. No. 10 minutes before the show, that's when the roll call starts. Uh, that's rule 1. Rule 2. Um, I'm going to probably see if I can do a little bit better job of, of moving callers in and out a little bit quicker, uh, pick up the pace a little bit because quite frankly, we have the awesome problem of, of not being able to get to everyone who wants, who wants to get in. So we're going to do our best to make sure we can get to as many callers as possible. So those are my two rules at the top of the show. That's it. Blonde. Welcome. Any, uh, any business items you want to discuss before we hop into it? No, let's let's do it. So uh, last week we talked a little bit about abortion from uh, with a Rutgers student, if you'll recall. Oh, that's right. She was and nice. I got uh, a response from someone who's like, "Oh, I really uh, have an important point I want to make on abortion." Slash, I don't know if it's going to be a debate or or what the deal is, but we have a caller named Phantom here. I will pull in who wants to discuss abortion, uh, or at least make a a point that he do, felt. Do any of you? Hey, hey, Phantom, you're in. Oh, hey. Um, but I was just introducing uh, the fact that you have a point on abortion that you want to make uh, or a point that you felt might have been left out of last week's discussion, if I understand correctly. Yes, I, I don't remember exactly what you uh, said uh, last week, but I think there is a point, at least an argument that I know of that uh, most people uh, like. If most people knew it, I think the the subject will be more or less over, in my opinion. And I would really uh, know to, uh, want to know what do you think, both of you, about it. Okay. Uh, by the way, does Blonde hear me? Because last week, yes, yeah. uh, two weeks before. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the feed is in a delay, so I'll just mute it. Um, <clears throat> I uh, do, do you know the, uh, the Atheist Experience uh, TV show? I do not. No, I'm not familiar. Okay, so it's uh, a TV radio show based in uh, Texas, where uh, each week, I think, every week, uh, two uh, atheist uh, like uh, personas, some kind of, uh, get uh, radio calls and uh, answer them, and they get a lot of uh, creationists and uh, a lot of religious people, and they just argue. And uh, one of them uh, is called uh, Matt Dillahunty. Uh, he has uh, a very uh, a somewhat popular YouTube channel. And uh, uh, about abortion, they had uh, 
uh, call one time and they made the, this point that I think uh, solves most of the problem, in my opinion. The point was as such. You take the abortion problem and you make an analogy uh, uh, from abortion to uh, a situation where uh, an, uh, someone who's uh, an adult, it doesn't really matter. In the, the concept is to take personhood out of the picture so it won't be an argument. Take so, personhood out of the picture? Yes, because some, some arguments for abortion are... Well, that, I mean, that's awfully convenient, isn't person. it? He says, "Take personhood out of out of the picture in the sense that assume it's a person. Like from the moment of conception, assume it's a person." Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant assume it's so not. No, no, no. So take take the 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 most uh, the toughest like uh, rebuttal to uh, to uh, abortion claims. Um, and what what he said was. If There's something buzzing in the background there too. I don't know if you can. Yeah, I, it's that. it's my um, it's my Discord uh, vibrations from the phone, and I don't really know how to stop them. Uh, I think. Okay. Uh, well, let, um, let's just let's cut to the argument here. Yeah. So the argument goes like this: If you have a situation where your uh, someone else's life depends on yours like physically for example if they use your body to filter their blood like use your liver or something through a machine or anything you can imagine do you have the right to uh, say no to that and stop that operation from going if you uh, didn't like sign a contract or something if you didn't explicitly uh, said that you uh, would agree to that do you have a right to stop that operation well that but that person's not a dependent on you either i i, I kind of reject that analogy to be honest Why? Uh, because it's not because the person who's receiving blood is not a dependent on you in the same way that a, a yeah, fetus it, is dependent on the it, mother it, it, it is dependent on you it, it, it assume you are the only one who can filter and, his and, blood and i and, some, and you could well sorry Assume you are the only one who can do that operation for the for the argument, and assume if you stop that operation, you will certainly die. Do you have the the right to say but, no to that? Well, but but it also assumes that the pregnancy itself is non-contractual. You said there's no contract in place, yet you still conceived a child. It's not this this person is dependent on you to the extent that you created it, which is not true in the other analogy. It is. It is. If a, the person is physically dependent on you, in both cases. Yeah, but you didn't create their situation. Uh, maybe you didn't, but th does that mean that you are responsible for it? No, I just I reject like, the analogy in full. I, I don't think it's accurate. Wh what's not accurate about it? Because you, because in the the case of a child, you have created that child. In the case of a person who needs blood, they might have gotten a car accident down the street, and I had nothing to do with it. But even if you created that child, why don't you still have the right to say no to uh, this uh, operation? Do you not think you have this, any responsibility for that for that life that you created? Um, I don't. I, I think that even if you do, you have to to uh, say that you refuse to support that life. I don't. I'm, I'm not on board with this it. analogy, but Blonde. Um. I mean, I thought that the initial assumption was sentience for the fetus. Yes. So if that's the case, then how can you say that 
you have the right to terminate the pregnancy. I, I also reject this analogy. I'm not sure how you're even drawing the conclusion that these are analogous in any way. Actually, <laughs> I'm kind of lost on this gag. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think they're analogous what am, what situations. I, I can't, <laughs> for the reasons I've articulated, I can't go any further than that. What, what, what I'm saying is that it doesn't really matter if you created a person or not, and if you created a situation or not. And, and, and I don't think it is, it matters. I think, it, I think it matters state. quite a lot, actually. I mean, if well, I, let's say, let's say I run a person over with my car, I'm <laughs> much more inclined to help that person. <laughs> Um, then somebody I had nothing to do. Well, you might be legally obligated to the extent you were negligent in creating the circumstance or possibly active, uh, intentional in creating the circumstance. But but you're not obligated in giving your body to that person for survival. Yeah, but, but, but again, this is... don't you think that conception is some kind of contract in and of itself? Like you're acting like there's no responsibility in conceiving a child. That is an assumed um, responsibility. There's an implicit responsibility to conception of, you know, motherhood. Even if, if it does, don't you think that the people can get out of contract if the contract is? Uh, um, I don't. I don't know really I mean, how I, uh, it works in uh, U.S. politics, but to, some to be, some contracts can get can be uh, like a, a run over in. A, in favor of other things that are more important, like yeah, uh, but that the, the result of that is the end of human life. That's like saying, um, you know, that it's more analogous to saying that you know you can kill your wives when you divorce them. <laughs> you know, saying that you can abort your child because you want to end the contract. Yes, but what I'm saying. Remember is that, that you doesn't... started this with the assumption of sentience. I didn't start it with that. You did. Saying that under yes, that once course. the baby is conceived, that 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 is a life, a, a child, a sentient being. But but do you think that the 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 contract or the assumed contract that the woman takes when uh, it, uh, she agrees to having sex, do you think that it needs to hold even uh, even uh, when <clears throat> her uh, will is to uh, the, to uh, <laughs> terminate that contract no i i do agree uh, and generally i to be clear i have been on the pro-choice side i just i i don't like this analogy because i i, I don't like the skirting of the responsibility here um i don't like the idea that that there's no i don't know i, I guess i can't articulate it more clearly but i just, but the idea that you bear no responsibility in in conceiving a child in the same way you bear no responsibility for the person who's bleeding on the street due to no fault of your own, but need a blood needs a blood transmission or what's the word transfusion. Transfusion. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I don't think this is the greatest argument in favor of choice. That, that would be my position. Okay, I have some other subjects if you want to. Well, we we do have to uh, probably get to some other callers here, um, just because mm, okay. we got to keep the show going. But um, you're welcome to call yeah, yeah. another time if you'd okay. like. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the thoughts. Okay. Um. Next up in the let's see here, I saw Mark hanging out in the. Uh, I'll pull in Mark, uh, Mark's patron of the show. So Mark, you're free to chime in whenever you want. Let's get to the roll call here. Um, and first up tonight, right at 
650 Mountain Time. <laughs> right on time was Jack. So Jack, you're in. Uh, if you're hey, good to go. What's going on? I suppose I am. Uh, nothing much. Uh, just pulling another all-nighter tonight and watching <laughs> the Cubs game. Let's go Cubs. What's uh, I saw the score was one nothing a little bit ago, but what is it right now? Uh, it's now two one Chicago. Oh, okay. It's gonna be crazy in Chicago tonight fourth, if they win. Uh, oh, oh, it's gonna be crazy here in Hall Hall because if they win, it's gonna be a nonstop party for me. Are you in <laughs> Chicago right now? New York. New York. I'm okay. in New York, but I'm. Oh, can you? Chicago. I lost him. Yeah, I'm kind of losing you. Your, your connection might be dipping Sorry. out a little bit. But yeah, what's what's uh, what's on your mind? That was an issue. Oh, well, I suppose what's on my mind tonight is the whole basically uh, discussing how, and I was I te- uh, did text chat to blow. Oh, Trump doesn't win. Oh, here we go. Okay, Jack, you're kind of cutting out if a little Trump... bit. Oh, uh, basically, how about this? I'm gonna say, what do you think is going to happen to America? Like, what? kind of actions will happen should trump lose but the movement's obviously still going what do you think's gonna like how do you think the movement of this whole anti-establishment sort of right-leaning thing is gonna go hmm that's a good question well you are their queen blonde so do you want to take that one (laughs) i mean i think it's definitely going to energize the movement i think that channels like ours are going to pop up every day i think our channels would explode um, and then I think that Hillary Clinton would get impeached, uh, which I think might be what James Comey was trying to get ahead of. That's one of the stronger hypotheses. So I don't think there's anything that they can do to put the brakes on this. I mean, um, but I still am in the camp. I think that Trump is going to win. And so I'm more mentally preparing for that. Hmm. I, um, if Hillary does win, let, let me operate on that assumption for a little bit. I, I, I mean, there's a, I don't see a lot of positivity coming and I don't mean that in terms of like, um, what she's going to get done or not, because I think she's going to get absolutely nothing done. I've said this several times. I, I think she's going to be a lame duck president upon inauguration, basically. I mean, yeah. you think Obama has been blocked yeah. on a lot of things. It, there's, she's not going to have any, she's not going to have one Republican in Congress who will work with her on no. anything. And can you that. imagine how time consuming and stressful it's going to be? And she's already practically an invalid to be embroiled in all these legal Yeah, you're ready for President Tim Kaine. I mean, I know. that's probably you a year ready off. For, you know. Oh, but um, I think that this kind of, honestly, like this Milo brand of kind of right wing, this kind of like mischievous, trolly, fun, punkish uh, brand of right wing politics is here to stay with the youth to be honest i think it's probably if yeah. anything going to trend that way but honestly i think if trump won uh, i don't know i think honestly, um, i kind of lost you for a second there oh yeah you, we might be cutting out a little bit um but i think a, a hillary a hillary that's win, all right i got the gist of what you were saying i think a hillary win might strengthen that kind of that brand of like young hip with it cool conservative more than a Trump win would. Cause to be honest, yeah, I, you gotta yeah. be real that if Trump wins, there's going to be elements of disappointment. 
I mean, maybe he does yeah, get the wall done. Yeah, we gotta temper our expectations. I mean, maybe he does yeah. get X, Y, and Z done, but you gotta remember, Democratic to resistance to him in Congress is gonna be just as strong. So maybe right. he gets, a, maybe he gets one or two of his big things done, like Obama got the Affordable Care Act done, but he's not gonna come come in and wave a magic wand. So I think, in a sense, a Hillary win actually <laughs> makes them stronger. You know, they'll they'll the resistance uh Fair they'll enough. be the resistance force which is what they're suited to already you know they're already yeah, that kind of like dissident uh deviant these are the words that milo always uses i was watching him speak Fabulous. last night at uh um dartmouth and he was talking about it was in defense of hazing and it was really funny because he got hazed like they made him drink fake pee and they like fake beat him with a baseball bats and then put whipped cream all over him and all this stuff it was really funny anyway we'll move along then he dropped out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, little fun fact, by the way. I was, I wanted to go to a Milo event. And this just shows how bad my luck is. You know, I was so hyped. I went to a, a Milo event. I went to DePaul. So the event got cut short. You were there? Of course, the one event I go to gets cut short. Yeah, it was crazy. Holy cow. <laughs> if people aren't familiar, that's the one that got shut yeah. down by Edward Ward, who came back on Twitter to tweet blonde mysteriously one day. When we were at the RNC, he was yeah. just back one day only after a social media blackout and he's just tweeting at me about how I'm racist. It was awesome. It was yeah. an awesome day. <laughs> so this is the one, the famous footage where they shut it down. They came in and Black Lives Matter threatened him on stage Bad and all that. And Kayla Johnson also. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. That's and awesome. then that very same night he gave me, uh, Milo may or may not have tweeted, uh, well, he had a Twitter. He may, have, may or may not PM'd me a cell phone number to use to try and meet up with him the next day. Didn't work out, but oh. we tried. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, look at that. <laughs> at any rate, uh, yeah. All right, and, cool, man. And gosh, there's something else I wanted to get out real quick. I'll, I'll settle for this. Uh, I do want to say, though, Matt, I have to actually thank you because you kind of helped me move from being kind of nonchalantly voting for Gary Johnson to be like, oh, no, this is, it's Trump. <laughs> because I, I was like, you made the video, and I was like, yeah, this guy's disgusting. I'm, I'm not doing that. He sucks. I, I actually saw Ben Shapiro tweeting yeah. today, too, and he's like, the real losers of 2016 are the libertarians. Not only did you, um, you like you, you nominated a terrible candidate whose very presence is a strong case against pot or something like that. It was yeah. it was phrased better than that, but it was it was pretty damn good. Like, I liked Austin Peterson. He was great. Yeah, but he's he kind of an open border. He goes on Crowder's show a lot. He's, he's an open borders guy. He's or, not you know, perfect, believe me. I, yeah. He's not perfect, but he was the best candidate we had. But he's no Paul. I just, no I can't Paul. believe. I've said it on our main show several times. I just can't believe Gary Johnson got the nomination. I should have paid more attention to the Libertarian process. But anyway, um, we'll have to, we'll have to move on to some other callers. But um, appreciate it as always, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. Ooh, yeah, Shlomo Cuxtein. All right, have a good night. Oh, so he's in. Your guy, Shlomo Cuxtein. Shlomo Cuxtein. This is a person you know in real life? I do. I know him in Seattle. Okay. He's my, well, my Jewish bud. And Mark, you're free to chime in whenever if um, if your mic's situation is working. Shlomo, you're in uh, Shlomo. if you want to chime in. And next up in the roll call, we have Ask for Matt. I don't know if that's a reference to me or a different Matt. But that person is not here. Darn it. I thought there was going to be... Ass format. That won't be happening, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got distracted for a second. What the next say? person in the roll call is called Ass Format. <laughs> uh, Slow Mo Cuckstein, where are you? 
And then next up is Keaton. Keaton is in the roll call. Keaton, you're in. Uh, Shlomo, you're in as well, and Mark. So if any of you guys are ready to chime in, go for it. Hello? Shlomo. Hey, hey how are you? Hey, long time no talk. I know, right? I, you know, you're you're blowing up. I don't get to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> I've been so busy. I just abandoned my Seattle meetup group, and I wrote them an email like, "Can you guys all organize amongst yourselves?" Oh, that's never gonna happen. No, it's, we're it was... so bad at getting together. It's just so time consuming, and our meetups are always weird. And like, I don't Look, know. You want you wanted to have a little in-person fan club for yourself and you got that and now you've got a bigger fan club online so you don't have time for us anymore I, oh I know it no it's not true and i moved oh okay well yeah um the reason i was calling was because oh by the way boy uhuru um gavin had a interesting guest recently uh and a cartoonist and animator by the name of emily yukas and i don't know if you saw this episode but she seems like a really cool girl and she makes good art and good cartoons and like, you know, our side so desperately needs more creative people and, you know, to borrow the Milo terminology, dissidents and mischief makers and so forth. And she really fit the bill on all that. But then she, like she wasted her whole uh, appearance on the show just ranting about the Jays and <laughs> Like I'm, I'm used to you know seeing the ironic um, Pepe memes and stuff, and the gas chambers and Oive shut it down. And I think with a lot of people, like I don't know Mike David of Red Bar or um, some other guys, uh, Sam Hyde of Million Dollar Extreme, like I'm okay with them. Like they're definitely doing it to be over the top and anti PC, but. Um, I think with other people, it's kind of like, it's not that it's sincere, it's more that it's, it reminds me of like my friends on the left when I was in high school who were obsessed with the Illuminati and the New World <laughs> Order. It's like, they just want to act smug about having some kind of secret knowledge about who really runs the world, but they're never going to strap on a gat and plant bombs and they're not even you know they're not even like uh, as ball as ballsy as um the weather underground people in the 70s like they're never actually going to do anything about it they just kind of want to giggle over it it's like passive aggressive jew hatred yeah and you know the thing the thing about jew hatred today is i get it like <laughs> <laughs> no really like they're, they're about two percent i'm i'm one of them and and they're about two percent of the population and they're so overrepresented in the media yeah. and, and in the like Federal Reserve and finance and Hollywood. Paras parasitic capitalism. Sure. Second and third wave feminism. All those <laughs> yeah. chicks were And Jewish. the Supreme Court. Don't forget Acad the Supreme Court. Academia. Marxist academia. academia. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah. So, I kind of, so like, if I were to put myself <laughs> in a non-Jay's shoes, I get it. Like, I, I can see what you're talking about. But it doesn't mean that it was... Uh, Coordinate, coordinated as specifically a Jewish uh, mission. Yeah, yeah. It's just that, like, they tend to gravitate towards um, financial academia. success in their own communities yeah, and, and prestige and, in their own communities, too. And arts and entertainment. And, like, the dumbest people in the world politically are in arts and entertainment. Like, it's such a cliche, a true cliche of, like, you know, the movie star who spouts off about, like, 
the big, I don't know, Tom Hanks or whoever, the biggest goy movie star you can think of has just as dumb political opinions as like Sarah Silverman or Seth Rogen or whoever. So yeah. 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 And also like if, if you're, if you're on the alt-right and you're, I don't know, gravitating from ironic Jew hatred to the real thing just out of habit or where it's reflexive, um, like how do you account for the Jew who is planning to vote for Trump or has voted for Trump? Like how do you account for that? Like are they – do you look at that Jay and just think like this is a Jay who's voting against <laughs> his own interests like the way – progressives look at no i mean i look at jews that are democrats and i'm like why is that jew voting against his own interest his own self-interest so i guess i kind of understand how where people are coming from um good lord (laughs) what the hell has happened to my show (laughs) well i was almost going to call in and you know ask if you guys wanted to talk about the jewish question question but (laughs) oh Well, kind of, I, I don't know if I want to well, go I, there, I but like what's, wait, what's the Jewish question question? You mean just the Jewish it's, question, or is it a question yeah, about the Jewish question? It's the, que- it's the question about the Jewish question. Oh, okay. I mean, I feel of- like if you dip your toe into it, you have entered a stratosphere of like being called a racist and anti-Semite that you can't come back from. Um, and what I will say, there, I know some people that are skeptical of Jewish people, but they're not hateful, but they are like, pretty close to like the next group of people which are like holocaust deniers like Sinead whatever her name is on YouTube and Avalion like you know they're like we hate Jews and the next step is like the earth is flat and the holocaust never happened and I feel like there's an entire category of people like that on YouTube for sure um but then there are sensible people that are just skeptical of the Jews because of their overrepresentation <laughs> in academia and Hollywood and the federalists <laughs> 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 Got a like, cough, I think. You know, it, mm. it's as much a. It's like saying that there's a conspiracy for black people to commit crime. Like they yeah, didn't just yeah. they didn't just get together and decide to do it. Like that's just how. Maybe I'm not making a good argument for my people here. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, and this is, believe me, I know that like this is going to be a luxury topic of discussion a week from now. Like God willing, uh, and I'm not even religious, but. Like this will be a luxury to figure out next week if if we do it, if we put Trump over, then we can start figuring out maybe like more, okay, who are we as a movement and you know, what do we need to do differently? Right. Because right. I mean the fact is right now, like you can't uh, I can't I'm hoping I'm hoping all these anti Semites do vote for Trump, but at the same time, because we need the anti Semite vote. It's very important. <laughs> um, we need a, every vote counts. Um, Just to be clear, this is Shlomo Kuckstein, um, JQQ correspondent, making the case for the anti-Semite vote for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he Jews, is not a Jew. shill. Like, he's for real Jewish. Yeah. For yeah. real Jewish. Jew- I've met him IRL, guys. Is my cause. Um, it's just I'm surprised that I the can... feed hasn't been cut yet, to be honest. YouTube's Boy, done they shut it. it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just get a little skeptical that people who like to laugh about you know the parentheses and everything that they're serious you know what i mean like that they're actually serious about showing up to cast the vote or anything i mean right now that's all that counts but you know that they're serious people about affecting the kind of change that we need in terms of like undoing all the uh jewish no leftist leftist influence (laughs) in society all right right a self-loathing jew (laughs) 
<laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> we need um, we need like a little intro bit for Shlomo Coxstein to come onto the show. Shlomo Coxstein, like a little song and my my posture, yeah. my <laughs> my posture is exactly as bad as that one image of the hunched over rabbi. Oh my so, gosh! So when I see that on Twitter, it's like I can't even get mad. I, I look like that guy. Yeah, no, fair, fair point, all right. All right. Fair point. Any closing thoughts, Mr. Cuckstein? Uh No, I just want to say, uh, you know, be well and and take care of yourselves. You're, you're doing doing wonderful work, and you'd be you'd be dead if it wasn't for my son David. Godspeed, Shlomo. All right, take we'll chat another time. I hope. Bye. Have a good night. What the hell is this show? What have <laughs> what, we become? What are we doing? No, that guy's uh, hella cool. We punk out yeah, a bunch. Of that, that, cool. that was pretty. That was pretty funny. I must admit. Uh, Mark and Keaton, you guys are still in the uh, live room here, so feel free to chime in if your audio situation is figured out. Keaton, you're lighting up. Are you good to go? Yeah. Yep. I'm cool. Good. What's going on? All right. Uh, hey, Matt. Uh, I'm a big fan of the recent though. I uh, actually found well, you thanks. when you went on Crowder show. That's awesome. I, I hear that yeah. from time to time, and I'm really happy to know that because I look up to Crowder a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've started watching more of your episodes recently. Uh, by the way, really funny, I'll be honest. Well, thanks. Uh, anyways, so uh, I'm a college conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, yay! I just, yeah, um, well, don't say yay too soon. I'm a big fan of Ben Shapiro. So am I. Yeah. As right, The right. reason I give him, sh- give him shit it's because I respect his dan. We need his brain. We need his yeah. Juicy we need brain. his big juicy brain for yeah. the left or for the right. Oh, whoops, that was a Freudian slip yeah. right there. Um, anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I've been. Uh, well, I was number tr- a never Trump for the longest time. Right now, I'm looking like uh, reluctant Trump, <laughs> I'd say. And I don't know. It's it just like tears me apart when I see like alt right people going after Ben. It's like no, he's a good guy, and it's just like uh, I don't want to misrepresent you, blonde, but I feel like uh, I watched a past episode and you were kind of cutting into Ben a little bit. A little bit. Like, I cut into him hard right, all right. the time. I know. Right, just just making sure on the same thing, uh, same page. But yeah, um, I just wanted to like, like why? Like he's he's such a good conservative. Like I, f- I yeah feel like, you know, yeah. I. Well, um, I, let me let I me offer this that. counterpoint though. Yeah. He, I mean, and and you know, I'm relatively new to Ben. I, I've started listening to his show. I kind of casually listened to it a few months back, and at this point, I'm I'm almost an episode by episode listener. To be honest, I listen to right. most of his shows, if not all. And I and I, I think he's obviously a, a man of superior intellect. To be honest, he he's, he's incredibly yeah. intelligent. But go to Ben's feed, like go to Ben's Twitter feed on any given day. And and to be honest, if I didn't know who he was, I would swear it was a pro-Hillary feed to the degree that it, it rips Trump for ridiculous reasons sometimes. Trivial, trivial reasons, yeah. And I'm not saying Trump is immune to criticism. I reserve the right to criticize right. the guy too. But I think at times he does almost more damage than, than yeah, help. Yeah, yeah. And you understand, you fall into the reluctant Trump camp, and that's because you right. know the peril in demonizing Trump for minutia right now, because it really does just help Hillary. You know, that, yeah. that's just an implicit 
endorsement of Hillary Clinton at this point when we know we're in a tight election. And I used to love Ben Shapiro. About a year ago, he was one of the first people I was introduced to in this camp. And I was just voraciously devouring everything he had done, just reading everything, watching all this stuff. And I'm like, I am just so ideologically aligned with this guy. I just thought that he was just the shit. And then this Michelle Fields thing happened. And it was during a time when like everybody was really, uh, it would, you know, it was like the Jackie Rolling Stone era. And so it really pissed me off after watching that footage that Ben and his website was up and running um, before he quit Breitbart. And so I really felt like he was using that um, as an opportunity to leave Breitbart and then painting it as this sexual assault because he was blinded by his hatred of Trump. Now, I believe that Ben Shapiro believes that Trump is an actual you know, he's an actual perpetrator of sexual assault. He actually believes that Corey Lewandowski assaulted Michelle Fields. I think that he believes these things. But with his facts over feelings method, um, you know, that he repeats over and over, um, I just feel like it's so deeply hypocritical of him to take this stance that he has uh, essentially lost all intellectual credibility to me. And I know he's a smart guy. And so it was just the fall from from Grace was so overwhelming to me. He's just been the biggest conservative disappointment I've ever encountered. And I just can't, I can't get over that. I'm just never going to forget like what a cuck he was when we really needed his juicy brain to help us out on the right. And then instead he uses this opportunity to like talk about fake sexual assaults and like to talk about Trump you. And, and it's just like, you know, Ben, you are not a true conservative if you are not doing anything to help, you know, the real party for freedom right now. All right. Uh, just, Two more things. I'll try to keep it concise so we can move on to the next caller. Sure. But um, one, have you uh, ever considered the possibility? Now, of course, I've already said I'm reluctant Trump. I'm probably going to be pulling uh, the lever for Trump. But have you considered the possibility that maybe? Probably. Like, we, what would be your alternative, if I can ask? Uh, would you? Are you considering third party or just abstaining? Well, well, I was actually going to say consider the alternative that I believe. Part of me, there's a small part of me that honestly believes four years of Hillary followed by a real conservative. Uh, could potentially be less damaging than this guy really loves ben (laughs) what if if she doubles the deficit like obama did we'll be screwed Uh, yeah yeah well i mean sorry sorry, go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say this uh i just just keeping it so the second part of my question was uh well actually it was more of a statement i was gonna say i think i think a lot of my grievance is actually just because i mean i watch a lot of steven crowder especially like i watch his debate live streams right and he would, you know, he'd be just going at Hillary the whole time. And then he'd say one thing. He'd be like, oh, Trump really should have came stronger there. And people would be like, oh, well, I guess he's shilling for Hillary now. And, it, like, I feel like there's just some hilarity from the side of, tr- like, ardent Trump supporters there. Oh, and yeah. it just kind of, you know. Yeah. But, I yeah. Mean, you shouldn't I, be I, religious I, about any candidate. And some right, people right. are religious in their devotion to Trump. There's no doubt. Right. Which is something right. we need to talk about, too, because we have to temper our expectations. He might not be a good president. <laughs> We all need yeah, to keep yeah, that in mind too, you know. I, I want to uh, give his his point a little bit of um, consideration. I mean, if you know, if I'm going to believe what I do, which is that if Hillary is elected, it is going to be stonewalled uh, from day one yeah. and from for, until day you know whatever her last day in, uh, after, in her fourth year. I mean, if that's true, then basically what you have is a status quo for four years and a real opportunity to elect somebody else after that. So the question is. The damage that you take in the in the meantime would be presumably, you know, the status quo in immigration, the status quo on, I don't know, I guess, I just don't think she's going to get anything done. And I don't think the status quo is all that damaging except for the influx of, of, of immigrants uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. But, it, but, it, but that's pretty bad, I guess. I don't know. I think that is damaging. Right. I do think yeah. that is damaging. 
Um, so I'm trying to think, uh, is that worse? I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to give it some thought, but um, right, I, I just, yeah. I just don't, and I don't want to be religious about Trump either. I, there's a lot of, I don't think he has a very nuanced understanding of a lot of, of a lot of his policy positions. I don't think he has a nuanced sure. understanding of the Constitution. I don't think that he's like a, a, a you know, into the details kind of guy. Uh, I think he's more of just kind of like a shoot from the hip, think from the gut, George W. Bush kind of guy, which isn't always right. the worst thing to have in a leader, but it's not always the most thoughtful thing to have either. I, I just, I don't, I just don't know that I can accept the, the idea that any Hillary president is, any Hillary presidency is beneficial over the alternative, to be honest. I'm trying to give that idea some consideration, but I just can't. I don't know. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the answer, by the way. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's been great. So thanks for having me on. Thanks yeah, for calling. Uh, hope to hear yep. from you another time. Thanks for the for kind sure. words. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Ask for Matt is, is back in, or I might have missed it earlier. So ask for Matt. You're in. Uh, if you can get your mic unmuted. What else we got here? Next up is Orden. <laughs> what? Jason Fry just said, oh, great. Brian Proctor's here. Chat just got gayer and way less sober. <laughs> well, he Shit missed Lord. his... Uh, I guess ask for Matt is not ready to go. Orton, you're in. Um, Bryden really missed his uh, bread and butter segment earlier with Shlo- Shlomo Cuckstein. That would have been <laughs> Bryden, Bryden's. Uh, Bryden and Shlomo Cuckstein get along really yeah. well. IRL. Yeah. Orton, you're in. Uh, if you can get your mic unmuted. Next up is Dell. Uh, Orton, looks like you're lighting up if you're ready. I am. Can you hear me? Excellent. Yeah. Nice. So last week I brought up the, uh, was it week before? Either one. I vote up, brought up the uh, voter fraud going on in Rhode Island. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember now. And we've actually got it worse now. Okay. Which to, re- to, to give people a recap, you were making the point that there's some like 200,000 people, dead people on the rolls in Rhode yeah, Island. Of it, and it's a state of like... 200,000 dead or moved people on the roster in Rhode Island. And there's less than a million people in the state, right? Yeah. The roster only has 750,000 people, I believe. So it's almost a half of the votes that should count can be countered by those that shouldn't be voting. Okay. So what's what's the update on the situation? Is that in the less than reputable parts of the cities people have been finding posters in spanish telling them that even if they don't have voter registration or id or anything like that there's a place that they can go and vote on election day have you seen this personally or is this uh i've seen pictures of it i haven't actually gone down and seen them but (sighs) i wonder i mean that does i don't find that hard to believe yeah, that much. certainly rings true. Yeah, I mean, these kind of things, I there's such a cynic in me that no matter where it comes from, I, I hear these kind of things and I almost think like it's fake, you know, propaganda from either side. Same thing, like, did you see that church that got burned in Mississippi? And they and so they burned down a black church and wrote "Vote Trump" in spray paint, like on the I side. I didn't of even hear about that. That no. happened like last night, or it's really recently, like the last twenty-four or forty. That sounds hours. made up to me. 
Yeah. Well, someone tweeted me, um, <laughs> like, and, and it tweeted me about it today and asked if I thought it was fake or not. And I was like, ninety mm, percent sure it's fake, but it is Mississippi, so I will say ten percent, ten percent possibly real that they would do that. <laughs> Sorry to any uh, Mississippi listeners, but it doesn't it seem weird that someone would would burn down a black church and put vote Trump on it? That seems a little weird to me. Anyway, yeah. that, I, I, that's uh, outside the point of what Orton is talking about, but. Uh, do you have any idea of what the scale of these posters are? So is it limited to like one specific uh, Latino neighborhood or something? Or is this something that's statewide? Just sort of plastered all over our um, capital city of Providence, which mm-hmm. since that's so central, pretty much anyone in the state could get there within maybe 30 minutes. And is it saying vote generally or is it vote for specific candidates or what? What's it's the... just saying that if, you aren't registered to vote that you can vote there on a certain day how is that and i assume since you've seen this or seen pictures of it this has to have been reported to police or something i would assume how how do they expect to get away with that i guess because why would you advertise the leadership in rhode island is ranked the most corrupt state leadership out of any state how does it rank on the Hillary scale of corruption? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? No, um, uh, do you have examples? Of... Is in love with Hillary, so yes. Okay, all right. Literally, so our Hillarian talk shows levels. here in Rhode Island are saying a vote for Trump is a vote against our governor, and that's the big push right now. What is he that popular? We have a female governor, and she is oh, just she. Liter- a literal deplorable person. Yeah. Trying to get us into more debt, knowing that we have voter fraud and basically saying, oh, well, we'll fix it next time. Basically just paying everyone out of the tax money and letting everything go to shambles. No one likes her. But she's getting, I mean, somebody likes her if she's popular enough that they would say that. Oh, or... yeah. The mon- people she's giving money to. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, presume, I would say somebody's voting for it too, but <laughs> the thing I mean, is, if in Rhode it's... Island, if you put up any conservative signs and try to get people to vote for you, they send people from unions to go and take down your signs. Oh yeah, you were mentioning that last time. Isn't that illegal yeah. itself? Isn't that an illegal act? They try to do it when no one's around, but it's huh. the cops just don't care because they have other things to deal with. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, keep us keep us posted on this whole situation. I'll, I'll be interested to see um, what happens in in Rhode Island on election day. Maybe it'll be a, a major Trump victory. Who knows? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right. Well, have a good night, man. See you later. <laughs> you too. And Dell, you're still in. Uh, if you're good to go, next up. Ooh, yes, I am. Ah, what's up, Dell? What's on your mind? Uh, well, first, I wanted to say after your last show, you had me questioning my sexuality. Uh, oh, oh, us? okay. You mean the the Halloween show? The Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which one? Me? You th- you thought I was attractive? You mighty pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, my question um, uh, relates to the idea. It's not related to the election, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's. Related to like free speech, the idea of harmful speech and laws that already exist in the U.S. Um, I was rewatching To Catch a Predator, and one thing I noticed is that the perps convicted were convicted of the crime attempting to solicit sex from a minor using the mm-hmm. internet. Yep. 
And while I'm always filled with glee to see pederasses being convicted, and they did have the intent to commit to the crime, for all intents and purposes, it was a victim crime, as they didn't actually solicit any minors. It was only decoys who were over 18. And certainly I believe that, you know, you should be able to say anything you want online or offline without legal consequences. I also want to see, you know, this law used to catch pedos. So I'm not really sure how to reconcile these logical ethical contradictions. Wondering if you guys have any thoughts on that. Yeah. My understanding of that and speaking as someone who is grossly underqualified to offer expertise on this, (laughs) but my, I love that show. I, love that show because like you, I love watching pedophiles sit down in a countertop and watch Chris Hansen come out and be like, can you tell me what you're doing here? And they're just like, Oh my God. And they start panicking and eating cookies and, you know, try, freaking out, trying to figure out what to do. I love that. And everyone agrees. These people should be off the streets, but my understanding of the way the laws work in the States where they bust them for this, I think Florida was one example part of the reason they get convicted it's not just it's not what they said you have to, it has to be what they said plus a demonstration of intent so usually what they say is on the show they'll say oh yeah bring um condoms bring like this specific alcohol that i like bring something else and then when the perp shows up with those specific items that is that is some type of demonstration of intent to do what was said i think that that is maybe uh, and again, I don't know if that's the case in all of these states. I don't have a, a firm uh, grasp on the laws in these cases. But but to me, that seems like a pretty good balance between the issues here. Because like you, I think you should be able to go on the Internet and pretty much say whatever you want outside of credible threats, to be honest. Um, but in this case, and I, I guess that would even include the, the freedom to go on the Internet and say like, yeah, I like to touch five-year-olds or i would i would like to touch 10-year-olds somebody please uh take that clip out of context um (laughs) (laughs) but that itself is insufficient you know you gotta you gotta have some demonstration of intent to act or demonstration of action itself and and that's what that provides some states actually do uh, like texas um you don't even need to show up once you do that the crime's already committed and you can be convicted Hmm. with just simply making the statement so when is the statement like, I assume the statement would have, you'd have to be in contact with a, someone claiming to be an underage person, right? Yes. You couldn't, it, it's not as though if I go post, you know, in an anonymous forum that I like to do those things, that in and of itself is not, it has to be the solicitation, right? It's not just the. Yeah. Yeah. Attempting to solicit a minor for say, and I, it's not just that, but it's the idea of harmful speech in general, I guess that should certain things just be legally restricted for the protection of people? We were just talking about this because I took, I said something on Twitter about that chick, um, Valion, who's a Holocaust denier and neo-Nazi. I said something about her channel getting shut down, which legitimately bothered me, even though I think that she's insane. Um, And Matt and I kind of got into this discussion beforehand. It's like, well, on the one hand, I don't know if I really want to put myself up to defend a person whose speech I don't agree with at all. But on the other hand, it's like if it's all speech or no speech, like who decides who decides? And I think that 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 example that you um, that you cited, I don't know if that's there. There's intent there. There there's definitely intent there. Although I do kind of feel like it's what entrapment. Is that what you would call that? These people didn't really. Well, no, commit. it's not entrapment because, well, and I don't know how these these chat rooms work, but my understanding is it's not really entrapment because they, they never initiate. Uh, right. They, they have don't the other person initiate first. Right. I'm sure they have all the legal, you know, the legal stuff down so yeah. they can charge these people. 
I mean, that's the classic case of, that was the classic Supreme Court case. I forget which one it was, but it was, I believe it was determined entrapment because what they did with this, with this guy, uh, the government did was they sent him like an ad or a, a mailer like uh, for a subscription to child porn for like a year. <laughs> and every time he'd, just, he'd throw him away or deny, decline until one day, like a year later, he said, okay, fine, send me some child porn. <laughs> and then they convicted him, even though they've been saying like, hey, you want some, you want some, you want some, you want some for a very long time. I don't think Chris Hansen's doing that. Um, but no. He does have and a new show, by the way. I heard oh, it was really? getting fan funded or something. Is that is it going to come back? Is it about uh, pedophiles? Yeah, no, it's the same exact thing. It's already yeah. uh, it's on YouTube. It's called Hanson versus Predator. <laughs> oh, I need to watch this then. Isn't it the worst thing ever when they would get caught and they'd sit down and say, um, "Yeah, I know who you are. I've seen the show." It's like I know. It's how is the show not deterrent to stop doing this? <laughs> this newest show has someone that Chris used to travel on the commuter rail with show up. Oh my god. Oh, man. Uh, well, Skag and I know what we're going to do the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, curious on, curious on your, th- I, I mean, you've kind of articulated a little bit, but what, what is, do you have a, a firm position on this? Do you think that that speech should be legally punishable or should it just, uh, honestly, just say it's no, I, I think as long as it's speech, it shouldn't be as much as I enjoy seeing these guys get busted. I don't think that regardless of whatever they say, they should not be um, convicted for that. Even if it is, you know, a little girl, you want to do the sex stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can agree with that, but at the same time, like I, I don't think you have a free speech right to conspire to kill a person. And so if I were to say, if I were to plan online with blonde, like, Hey blonde, I got a sweet plan to kill Dell. You want to come <laughs> over to my house and bring like a knife and a gun and you know, all the supplies to kill him. And then you show up. Or, you know, or, yeah. or I help you in, in assembling as these things. As long as it never leaves the chat room, I don't see anything. I, you can talk about killing me all you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it, but it, it does leave the chat room at that point when we actually start assembling the things. And it leaves, it leaves the chat room when these people drive like seven yeah. hours to go to Chris Hansen's countertop. Yeah. That's, that's what I agree with. Mine was mostly the ones that got convicted without even showing up. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know they could do that. In Texas, at the very least. I That's definitely that. much more debatable. I don't like that. If they decided not to go through with it, then I think that they should be off the hook. Yeah. Anyways, that was Interesting to think about. I, I love these kind of topics, so thanks for the, thanks for the sure. thoughts. Uh, that was my question. I, I did have uh, one quick suggestion on how to make your uh, show a bit smoother. Um, the call-in waiting room has a bunch mm-hmm. of people talking, so a lot of your people who are waiting while listening to the show are um, deafened. Maybe make another one where people can choose just to you know, mute their mic but not talk. I think everyone has the individual power to mute other people in the waiting room, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong on that, but that's what I had hoped to set it up as. Oh, I... Uh, and he's gone. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's wrong, but it is, to his point, it's kind of a pain in the ass if you have to go through and mute everyone individually. We're always yeah. trying to figure out the technical aspects. And, you know, uh, our producer is not a person. We don't have one. So, you know, bear with us. Sorry about that. Uh, we're trying to move along quickly. Uh, the, deplorable. Oh, God, when am I ever going to learn to pronounce this word? Macoptera? Remember the the guy who knows about everything, including... Uh, including bugs, our guy at Michigan oh, State yeah. University. Our, our entomologist. You, yes, you're in uh, if, whenever you're ready to speak up. Greetings. Hello. How what are bug you? knowledge do you bring this evening? Um, just, I guess, the average amount. Okay. 
Um, the the case you were looking for is Jacobson v. United States. See, he knows everything. That's the one where they sent the guy the bunch of child porn. Do you have uh, knowledge of this case? I read it a long uh, I time have the ago. The Wikipedia page. Yes. Up. Um, was it like child porno magazine monthly like what were they sending him in the what uh, i'd have to s actually read this it's kind of <laughs> what's um, the name of the case a... jacobson v united states 1992 the I read this a topic long of time entrapment ago. narrowly divided court overturned the conviction of nebraska man for receiving child pornography through the mail ruling that a postal inspector had implemented a desire to do so through repeated written entries yeah yeah so i think that's the one you were talking about right yeah yeah that's that sounds like exactly the one so <laughs> okay if, if chris hansen a... started doing that chris hansen's in the wrong i would say uh, i actually have a slightly different sort of constitutional thing because that's okay. kind of my thing so let's say for a second in in some parallel universe that hillary clinton gets elected well, I don't know if it's that crazy to think about. It's, it's right. not crazy, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah. So she's, uh, you know, potentially charged with a lot of a lot of stuff. And when so charged, do you say of, that in the criminal sense, or do you mean her well, responsibilities? Yeah, I mean, in a, um, I mean, people are charging her. They're she's being accused, and yeah. it's okay. potential upon investigation that there will be enough evidence to bring a, a case. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, if she becomes president, is it all right for her to pardon herself? I don't, I heard someone say no. Um, yeah, I heard Judge Janine, I think, talking about this, and I don't think that she can, although this is an unprecedented situation, isn't it? Well, it's not, so she's not able to, okay, so I have the, the word of the Constitution here. Uh, the president shall have power to grant reprieves or pardons for offenses against the United States accepting cases of impeachment. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, good. So if she's being impeached, of course, she's not, not able to do that. But before she's being impeached, you know, as the, she, she can preempt the trial uh, in the same way that, for instance, Nixon, or not, was it Nixon? No, who, it was someone after Nixon who pardoned the draft dodgers. Uh, uh, the, I, I don't know draft dodgers. That. Yeah, I, I don't Well, it was, it's probably, you can pardon people before they're actually convicted, before they're hmm. even charged. But so, if that were the case, then wouldn't any president that was going to get impeached pardon themselves? Exactly. Only one president has ever been successfully impeached. Uh, that's Johnson. Not Lyndon, but uh, the guy who followed Lincoln. And I don't even think that they removed him from office. But... Huh. What was I saying? The so the the wording is a little bit it, it's it's weird because most of what I've read about this, most of the people who have spoken about it will say, yeah, they do indeed have the power to pardon themselves because they're not yet being impeached. And the hmm. ability to pardon is pretty wide. For instance, Nixon hadn't been charged with the Watergate thing. There hadn't been a court case, but Ford preemptively said, you know, I'm going to pardon him, which is political suicide. That's why Obama hasn't done it yet. Because it's basically an admission of guilt. Yeah, that's true. That's um, interesting. Because I was I was thinking like, what if what if um, Hillary does get charged, or you know, what if there's a quick resolution to all of this, which I guess maybe there wouldn't be. But is it possible that Obama could pardon her in the lame duck or something? And because he doesn't care at that point, unless he's implicated in. 
Yeah, but he might be. And he was all over the WikiLeaks with admission that he knew of her server. Um, So there's there's an even more interesting part to that. Whereas if she if he were to not, for instance, if this were to be resolved quickly, if he were to not um, take any action to pardon her and she were impeached, she can't really be impeached for most stuff. Generally speaking, you can't impeach people for what they did when they weren't in office. So any any new sort of crime, for instance, lying about the emails mm. after right. she was Secretary of State, she, I mean, she's pretty much safe from that. But anything that she did Oof. while she was Secretary of State, she could be impeached for it. And one of the things that you can do when you impeach someone is say you're not allowed to ever hold public office again. Hmm. So then she wouldn't actually be able to become president. I don't know what would happen in that thing. I think it'd probably go to the Supreme Court to say what would do it probably end up being congress that would decide i don't know there might be another election i don't know but this is all very unlikely these are the the, i mean there are a lot of technical issues here that people really need to think about and one of the things i keep talking about that frustrates me about the whole email scandal is it's a complicated problem that's not easy to explain to people like grabber by the pussy is it's a complicated mm-hmm. problem that, that requires explaining to people, no, you don't, you need to understand classified U.S. intelligence is at risk right. to our enemies. That's not good. That puts a lot of people in danger. But to get that into someone's head, it takes a little bit of extra work. All of this mm-hmm. stuff is so technical, too, that it's I, it's fascinating, but it's very hard to explain to someone like it's, it's not if, Hillary, if Hillary wins, we have potentially a constitutional crisis in play. Yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of constitutional crises, you were talking about how she might be a lame duck from day one. Mm-hmm. Not in the Supreme Court. Would, Whoever's president is going to be able to put Supreme Court justices in. It's, well, yeah, but uh, the question is, will Congress or will the Senate confirm? Here's the thing, and I was actually thinking about this because we did talk about this a couple weeks ago. There's something that I think the conservatives are more likely to follow than the Democrats, but it's senatorial courtesy. So... Hmm. She picks up someone, let's say she says the, this judge comes out of California. The two senators from California will say yay or nay. They'll kind of ask them because apparently everyone knows everyone else in California. It's just a thing, <laughs> according to the founding fathers. I, it's not really in law. It's a tradition more. Mm-hmm. But for especially for conservatives, traditions are pretty important. And so if both senators say, yeah, this is a great person, you know, we have dinner parties, then generally speaking, that person's going to get in. It's very hard to block people after senatorial courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think that'll probably be whoever it is, even if it's a Republican House and Senate, unless they really get together on this and realize everything that's going on. And I don't see that happening. Plus, there's going to be so you're right. I mean, if nothing else, there's going to be so much political heat for trying. I mean, what are they going to do? Not, uh, not allow Supreme court appointments for four years that, that, yeah, yeah. that there'd not, be too, too much political heat on that. So it's a fair point that the, that the court is, is a very serious issue to, to consider. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so, uh, uh, we'll, we'll let you go, but, uh, call in any time with uh, dropping knowledge bombs and knowledge bugs. Uh, every time you call in. So appreciate it, man. That's yep. good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks. Um, well, I don't let's see. think I can take any more callers because I'm watching my dog on the porch scratch the shit out of my door. Okay. I was going to take a couple more, but if you need to dip out, um, I mean, if you want to, I can let him in. 
I'll do that. It's fine. It doesn't, it's, it's, you know, this isn't a, this is no professional production. Next up, I have Miss Malevolent. Uh, you're in, uh, Miss Malevolent. If you can unmute your mic, you're good to go. Uh, I'm kind of meandering my way through the roll call here. So if I, if I bump over you, uh, I've heard from several of these people recently. So I, I want to be fair and see if we have any, um, new faces in here that maybe haven't been able to talk. Let's see. Uh, Kevin, I don't know if I've talked to Kevin before, so you're in. Um, if you can get your mic unmuted, we'll take a couple more here. Nick, this is Nick's first time in. So Nick, uh, if you can get your mic good to go, uh, you're in as well. And I don't think I've talked to Lantheus before either. So you three are in, if you can get your mics unmuted, uh, feel free to chime in whenever you're ready. Oh, you put Caesar out on the porch. Oh, you don't have your audio. <laughs> Nick, it looks like you're good to go if, if your situation is working. What'd I miss? I was just, uh, I'm pulling some collars in, but I was laughing. Did you put Caesar out on the porch? That's where you put him? No, no. The husky was out on the porch. Yeah. Is it not he cold just, there? Yeah, but he loves it. He just wants it to rain on him and look out at the scenescape all thoughtfully. Huskies are well suited, I suppose. <laughs> I don't, it's the weirdest thing. He just barks until I let him out on the porch, even if it's pouring. Whatever. Um, Contrarian was also here early and might have been a victim of the new 10 minutes before the show rule. So <laughs> I've got several people in the live uh, waiting room here. Um, if any of you guys are able to chime in, we're happy to take your calls, but I don't want to get too deep because we will have to get moving shortly here. Hey, hey, there you go. What's going on, Contrarian? Uh, I'm just relaxing right now. I'm actually really excited to be here. Awesome. Hello. We're happy to have you. What's uh, on your mind? Well, there's a couple of things, actually. Uh, I was talking... No, I, I was doing, I'm doing a 45 page paper for an independent study of mine in high school. Oh, wow. You're awfully quiet too. I don't know if you can get closely, closer to your mic, um, or speak, Uh, speak loudly. Is it working? Yeah, I can, I can hear you. All right. Just, it's a little quiet, but we're good. I made a 45 page paper on black lives matter. And I actually made a transcript of one of your videos for it. Wow. Uh, my video or Blonde's video? Yours, Matt. Uh, it was really, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But uh, there's Which video, which video was it? I think it was the Milwaukee Riots, a plea for honesty. Ah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's a question that I've been wanting to ask both of you because I don't think I've heard this addressed anywhere. Uh-huh. But uh, I'd like Blonde to go first because I don't know as much about her. Okay. Um, who would you say is your biggest inspiration who helped you really wake up or who's inspired you most? Um, I'd say the first person, do you mean like public figure, public figures, public intellectuals? Um, well, my brother introduced me first to Crowder, Gavin and Milo on the same day. And then that week was just spent watching everything that any of them had ever done. (laughs) And so I would say that that's, that's what got me started. But then after that, it was Ben Shapiro for a few months. Um, and then I got into Skag. I was a big fan of Skag, uh, (laughs) before, uh, before we met and started doing the podcast. So yeah, that those are the people that definitely got me started on the conservative train for sure. I don't qualify as a conservative inspiration. You sure do. You sure do. (laughs) Anyway, 
So how about you? Um, so man, uh, my, I'm going to go within the last year or so, because that I think blonde and I have been, you, you accelerated on your political transformation earlier than I did. And so my last year has really been, uh, questioning every kind of, I don't know, I guess I used to be kind of a basic liberal to be honest. Yeah. And, and this last year has just been questioning everything I, I previously believed and maybe there's still some things I hang on to and, and I've certainly changed my opinion on a lot of things, but if I were to credit, probably I, I, I would say that if I were to credit one person in challenging most things, I think it would probably be Milo, to be honest. That yeah, is a person I, that, I forgot Stefan Molyneux. Uh, somebody yeah. just mentioned this in the live chat of all the people that I watch the most now, he is uh, definitely number one. It's interesting. Um, the, the people who have, and, and, and it took me a little while to get into Crowder and Crowder really made me rethink a lot of things too. Um, it's interesting how a lot of these influential people are, are, you know, peers of ours. And I think that's really cool. We're not looking to old gray beards or something like that. The, the, yeah. the way that millennials can share information now is just something to really, there's just yeah. something that wasn't available to previous generations. And it's really cool to think how, influential it's so cool. and i think be. everybody feels a little bit less lonely now too because before oh, yeah. i discovered this community on youtube i was just like wow i'm in this liberal hellhole i'm totally intellectually isolated and then i meet all of these people that believe the same things that i do um and it's incredible and lately i've gotten into some new people somebody else i wanted to point out is sticks and hammer um 666 i love this guy so check him out hmm. on youtube He's a, he comes from the left as well, Skag. He's, he's a bit like you, but his insight into the recent dealings with the email has been excellent. Oh, they're talking hmm. about him in the live chat. I guess everybody awesome. loves uh, I'd also like to get your opinion on one of my favorite people, his, uh, Christopher Hitchens. Oh, yeah. Uh, Christopher. Why did you have to drink yourself into an early grave and then leave us with your inferior brother, Christopher Hitchens? Oh. I love that man so much. I know. We really could use him about now. I um, I. I admit that I have not spent as much time with Hitchens as I probably should. I saw who was it was who was discussing or debating who Hitchens would support. Obviously he, he wouldn't be voting, I guess, but who would I he support David in this Trace election? Talking about that. Who did? Sorry. What? Uh, atheist Rue. He was talking about that and he was ah. talking about how he'd bite his tongue and vote for Hillary. And that got him like, he's super pro Hillary. Well, yeah, he's always fighting with Sargon. I, I can't tell if he's trolling or not because he's like the one actively pro Hillary person I see on Twitter from time to time. Um, so if uh, my, my transition was kind of similar to yours, Matt, I remember, ah. I feel like I'm still clinging on to a lot of that stuff. Uh, I took the I side with, which I think it'd be interesting if both of you guys did that on your channels. I'd like to really see where you align on all of Is that a website or I'm not familiar with it? It is the most comprehensive political exam I've ever ah. taken. Yeah. I How got 91% rant, like 45 minutes. I got 91% Rand Paul. And then the next time I got like 91% Ted Cruz. And then since then it's been Trump. So I've taken it about four times. That's a good idea though. It, you should take yeah, it. I mean, it's, it's great. It would be really beneficial for everyone that watches. Yeah, we could do it. Um, we could even. Well, I guess it'd be probably boring viewing material. I don't know. I was gonna say it's we could. It's really heavy, and everything's explained, and there are a lot. Yeah. Of, so I could take it, and then we could discuss the results on the show sometime yeah. or something. We do that. 
All right. Well, um, uh, definitely appreciate the kind words and appreciate, uh, reference to, to my stuff and all that. That's really cool to hear, man. It's, uh, it's quite an honor to know that. I don't know. I mean, we talk about people that influence us and I, I, I think the way that they're able to challenge our thoughts is so awesome and interesting. And so to think that that is going on on any scale for other people out there is, um, it's it's, exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, it it puts me in a loss for words when people say stuff like that, because that's why we're doing this. It's what it's all about. And I, I, I appreciate it hugely. So please know that. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great to talk to you guys. Yeah. Call in any time. All right, you guys have a good day. You, you as too. well. Aww. Okay. I know. Heartwarming. I'm always like, I, I need to develop a stump thank you speech. No, I don't. That's whatever. I, there's no way out of it because I feel like if I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, there's, you, uh, I, I feel so humbled when people say stuff like that, but I also Matt feel like. Matt just got a, hit right in the feels. Look at I his I always feel like eyes. such a douche <laughs> trying to, to respond because you don't. You're all emotional. Uh, (laughs) We're not important is what I'm trying to say. Like we're not important. We are the back alley abortion of journalism. Of media. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, we got Kevin, Lantheus and Nick. So uh, please chime in you guys. Otherwise I'll I'll do one last call here. Um, And it looks like Brendan, if Brendan's still in, you're up. Brandon, if you can get your mic unmuted, looks like Nick's unmuted, but I can't hear from him. Otherwise, is Will still in? I know Will. Will used to um, Will used to guest on our on my old podcast from time to time. Let's see if Will is on is good to go. Will, are you good to talk? Will. Yeah, sorry, I just had to ah. mute the uh, mute the stream. What's up, dude? How you been? I've been drunk. How have you been? <laughs> I've been all right. I've been all right. I've had one drink, so I'm not. I'm not there. Oh, nice. I've had six. Oh, <laughs> so you are there. So I've been patiently waiting uh, since that that Frenchy Slavic fuck uh, brought up the uh, the abortion <laughs> debate and whatnot. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know what country he was European from. European guy. Okay. Is, is that I, more PC? Sorry. Well, I just want to stress that we appreciate all perspectives on the show. I, I honestly do. Um, so when he, when he got, he's a snowflake. Well, when he did get in touch with me and he said he had an important point he wanted to offer, I, I want that. I want disagreement on our show. Uh, uh, to something that's hard to get. It's hard to host people that, that will disagree with you. So yeah, that was a um, sputtering, incoherent argument and stupid analogy though. Well, <clears throat> thanks for ne- making sure no guests ever come on our show ever. <laughs> You're part of the problem. Anyway, um, Will's a cool dude. I haven't spoken to him for a little bit, so eager yeah. to hear hear what uh, what your thoughts are. Well, uh, it actually stems to what uh, uh, Blonde was saying earlier about mm-hmm. uh, the duties of the, the the paternal side of the whole consummation bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mind space kind of jumped to, well, shouldn't the paternal side have an input on that whole process? Sorry for the background noise. And you're talking about the abortion issue, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that this idea that it's just a woman and her body when it takes part of a man to create the fetus, I think that that kind of dissolves that argument. I mean, if you can't do it yourself, then it's not really something that's happening contained within your own body. I don't know. Am I wrong about that? what's the is there an official like men's rights activist position on that not that i i 
I pay a lot of, I I don't read a lot of men, right. Men's rights stuff or watch a lot of men's rights stuff. So I don't know, but I'd be curious to know. I did see this guy that was really prominent in men's rights because he was dating a woman and they had agreed to never have children. And she was on some kind of like IUD or, you know, whatever the implant is or something like that. And then she ended up taking it out, not telling him and getting pregnant. And he was like, okay, I want to break up and I'm not going to offer any kind of support for this kid because we were in a long-term relationship where we had decided not to have any kids. And I found myself agreeing with him, like, you know, categorically about that. And it was, okay, and to be clear, it was because of her intentional deception and her intentional action? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because like in the case of an accident, I mean, If you've agreed not to have kids and then like a woman forgets to take her birth control... Then well, no, I'm, that's bullshit. Because that's if you bullshit. Yeah, kids and she. No, no, no. I'm saying it's bullshit that he can just step away. Because I'm sorry, but you could have strapped a Jimmy. Right. Yeah, like, but what you if you've agreed that, that you're not going to have kids and that it's and that you know she's responsible for making sure that she doesn't get pregnant? And this is like an understanding that you have within your own relationship. I'm sympathetic to the man whose woman forgets to take her birth control and, and she gets pregnant. That woman knew that that was a that that was a potential risk that she might not have a provider for her kid. And she entered yeah. the relationship under the contract that they were not going to have children. But he so also knows it's a risk. Thing. I mean, there's no, there is no hundred percent effective contraception. Birth there is control always is really, really effective. I hear but there's always all the a time risk. say that they got pregnant on birth control. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Every accidental pregnancy that I've like actually of my friends that have, that have actually happened, they just misuse birth control or <sighs> didn't use a condom. I don't know. I mean, I, I think any, it's really I, easy not to get pregnant. I mean, it's really easy. I agree, but I think to the extent that you participated, you accept the risk mutually. There, unless unless she of, actively yeah, because deceived. Then deadbeat dads will use this also as an excuse, but that's a slippery slope argument. I don't I mean, know. It, if kidding. you can show that she said, yep, I'm good to go, uh, you know, whatever contraception method we're using that I'm responsible for is taken care of and fine, and that wasn't true and she intentionally deceived him and possibly intentionally got pregnant, then I'm yeah, sympathetic to what you're saying. Women do that all the time to trap men when their relationship is shaky. What about that? You can't say that that man yeah. is, he just trusted that woman and that was his mistake. That in that, in that circumstance. But, but yeah, in that circumstance, yeah, in that circumstance, it is his mistake because we all know, all of us guys know, oh, hey, when the relationship's getting rocky, she might try something. So that's when you be extra precautious and That's trapped. true too, yeah. I'm just sympathetic to these men. That's all. I mean, that, that, that sucks. That sucks. You didn't sign up for a lifetime with this bitch, you know, just because you were banging her. So I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were all about them like family values and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but if you are in a, you know, if you're in a relationship where you've decided not to have kids, but you're sexually active, that's a lot of relationships. And some people don't want to have kids and then they still trust their significant other. And I think that relationship contracts are really important. I don't know. And you can't really get that stuff in writing. I suppose you could, but people would probably judge you. would be a third waiver <laughs> if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, what do you think? What do you mean? Get in writing? Fuck yeah. Because bitches be cray. <laughs> more, more generally about the situation. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? Because you, you guys covered a vast array of the whole abortion topic from conception all the way to paternal rights. Well, I'm, I'm trying to give... Um, I. I how about this? I, I'm trying to give m- as much fair consideration to the to the analogy that was given as possible, but I just I can't do it. Shit. Do you think? Are you able to do that? Are you able to say that an abortion is analogous to the person on the street bleeding out who needs your blood? No, it's 
completely separate. What he was trying to argue for was that it was society's uh, burden for that child rather than, you know, the, the same way that, you know, you see that that bleeding patron on the on the side of the road. It's everybody's job to ah. save them. No, it's not our fucking job. to That's save what he was trying to argue. OK, so maybe through. maybe we misunderstood. We misunderstood him then. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was speaking. That he European was talking about bullshit. collective responsibility. Yeah. Ah. Society collective. Yes, it's a. I still think that's a stupid argument, but I, not for the reasons that I said earlier. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Does that change things for you, Skag? About what we said to him? No. I'm. Can you? I need to repeat what you think he meant one more time so I can think about it. All right. It. So he was trying to analogize uh, a village's responsibility to that aborted fetus uh, to, to equate it with a village's response to a person bleeding on the side of the road, saying that it's everybody's uh, societal duty to take care of that bleeding person, which is kind of somewhat true in a sense, if you're going with a full on collective thought, mm -hmm. um, like if you were in Sweden or something, but you can't make that analogy because a, a fetus is completely different than a person, you know, just a regular person on the side of the road. It's two separate things. Well, wait, so now I'm all confused. Is the logical conclusion of his reasoning then that the child should be should be delivered and then maintained by or uh, raised by yes, society? Yes, or? His, okay. his illogical conclusion was that the child should be delivered to term and then raised by the village as opposed to that's what he meant. Born. OK, I, 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 oh, I thought he was making a case for terminating pregnancies because people have no obligation to somebody that they would. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Because he, when he presented that argument, he said, like, this will make you pro-choice. No? I, th I thought so. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to get clarification. We were both can, so confused during, uh, what? <laughs> I, can, I can reach out on Twitter and see. It. Maybe Somebody in the live chat said their faces look like they're trying to put together a jigsaw puzzle, but only half, <laughs> half the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you'll probably get the last word tonight, Will. Um, if Kevin, Brendan, uh, Lantheus, if you guys want to chime in, um, you're happy, you're uh, free to take it as well. But um, other than that, we'll let Will have last word, last thought, last question, whatever you want. Remember, kids, when Genesis comes and the, the AI take over the planet, slavery can be done right by them. And you, oh, should, that's... you should just hold it in. Just, just, just obey that's... your overlords. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We um to, pretty to good give, advice to give context to what he's saying. We I forget what we were discussing on on the old podcast I was on, but uh, we, we were, were talking about Democrats. We were talking about the concept of a benevolent ruler or a benevolent slave owner, and Will had this famous quote of "slavery can be done right." You know, much the same way absolute Marxism can be done right. It just hasn't been implemented correctly yet well i hope your anonymity remains intact <laughs> for your own sake yeah well you know just consider it it can be done right <laughs> gosh what a weird show uh, so apparently we had a jumbled abortion debate we had a discussion of the jewish question question <laughs> jqq Shlomo oh and, um, man now we're closing out with um consideration of slavery yeah. <laughs> uh, so wow. officially we can never work anywhere else ever again well Long that was all that was already true but um that's stuff yeah anyway uh thanks for calling in will it's good to talk to you again hopefully we'll speak again soon yep have a good night my man or where well, you, you might be across the globe so maybe it's like 
I don't know, whatever time it is for you. Dude, I moved back to America last January. Ah, awesome. Wait, Where are you living now? This? New York. Ah, uh, city or uh, broader state? Uh, Hudson Valley. Okay, sweet. Well, mate, have you uh, have you hung out with Brian yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you guys have actually met up? Yep. That's cool. Uh, Brian, the Schwantz, was on the old show as well. So anyway, uh, good to talk to you. Hopefully we'll speak soon. Uh, appreciate it. Have a good night. Uh, and then, so I guess, uh, we'll have to cut it here. The rest of the callers, uh, I don't know what's going on technologically. No one ever knows with discord. Uh, so, you know, if you caught part of the show and you want to catch the rest, um, they are available right after I'm done here, I'll put it up on our audio platforms. So that's iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. You can listen back there. Um, and you can try to make sense of our abortion debate and our <laughs> JQQ and, <laughs> slavery discussions and whatever nonsense i thought this would be so election heavy because it's the last show before the election election. but it was so many so many weird things but that's what makes the show fun not predictable at least um so the show's every wednesday at nine eastern of uh of course so we'll hope to catch you live if you can't listen back to it uh and that's about it that's all i got to say we'll be back on sunday for the main show guest biggest mikey will be on we'll see you then